Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick, on Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. to another reading of the power of your subconscious mind. Today we are on chapter number 18. My Kindle tells me we are 84% in, which means we only have a couple more chapters until we are done with this book. So I am thinking that we'll be done before the new year. So Chapter 18. Oh, and just as a reminder, as I read, I do um, give my own commentary. It's my own opinion, my own beliefs. You don't have to agree. How your subconscious removes mental blocks. The solution lies within the problem. The answer is in every question. If you are presented with a difficult situation and you cannot see your way clear, The best procedure is to assume that infinite intelligence within your subconscious mind knows all and sees all, has the answer, and is revealing it to you now. Your new mental attitude that the creative intelligence is bringing about a happy solution will enable you to find the answer. Rest assured that such an attitude of mind will bring order, peace, and meaning to all your undertakings. How to break or build a habit. You are a creature of habit. Habit is the function of your subconscious mind. You learn to swim, ride a bicycle, dance, and drive a car by consciously doing these things over and over again until they establish tracks in your subconscious mind. Then the automatic habit action of your subconscious mind took over. This is sometimes called second nature, which is a reaction of your subconscious mind to your thinking and acting, which is why I tell you repetition is key when you're doing your affirmations. The more that you repeat them over and over and over and over again in your mind, or even out loud so that your ears can hear and put it into your mind, the more that you will start believing and assuming these things, these statements that you're saying to be true. The same way you learned things over and over and over again in your life. Like he said, how you learn to ride a bike is that the repetition of riding the bike. How you learned your subjects in school, you have to study. A lot of people use flashcards, especially for like spelling and vocabulary and learning definitions. Um, when you're in medical school, you have flashcards. Uh, you, there's a lot of terminology to learn in, in medical school. Same with law school or any other subject that you're learning. Repetition is key. The same way you have these beliefs that money is hard to get or uh, money doesn't grow on trees. You, we've heard that before. Or, um, I don't know, some people have heard, you know, things, bad things about men or bad things about women. It is because these are things that have been repeated over and over in your mind as children that you kind of 
you know, held on to and they became your, your belief. Why? And it, it wasn't even your thoughts. These were thoughts implanted by someone else. So repetition is key. Find, a, find affirmations that you believe that you want for your life. Though that affirming statement that you want to be about your life, to be about you. Find those statements and then repeat them over and over and over and over again until they become true for you. Okay. You are free to choose a good habit or a bad habit. If you repeat a negative thought or act over a period of time, you will be under the compulsion of a habit. Did did you guys hear that? If you repeat a negative thought or act over a period of time, you will be under the compulsion of a habit. So if you repeat money is hard to get or money doesn't go on trees or a lot of thing a lot of times if you're scrolling social media and you see people saying that they're broke or they're poor this the every every action they take around those words will become their habit because they have to um bring the subconscious mind has to bring to pass what they believe and if they believe they're broke and they believe they're poor all of their habits will um, encapsulate those words. So whatever habit that you have that that you believe makes you poor, you'll continue to have that. The same way with being broke. And, And on the flip side of that, millionaires and billionaires, whatever habits that they do, okay, that helps them to believe that they're rich and bring their things to pass, the that, that'll work for them as well. So I just thought I would say that. The law of your subconscious is compulsion. How he broke a bad habit. Mr. Jones said to me, an uncontrollable urge to drink seizes me and I remain drunk for two weeks. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let me, let me read that again. Mr. Jones said to me, an uncontrollable urge to drink seizes me and I remain drunk for two weeks at a time. (laughs) I've never heard this. I'm sorry. I can't give up this terrible habit. I'm not laughing about it. (laughs) The the laughter came because he said he remains drunk for two weeks at a time. Like, sir, how are you pulling this off? Anyway, time and time again... These experiences had occurred to this unfortunate man. He had grown into the habit of drinking to excess. Although he had started drinking of his own initiative, he also began to realize that he could change the habit and establish a new one. He said that while through his willpower, he was able to suppress his desires temporarily, his continued efforts to suppress the many urges only made matters worse. His repeated failures convinced him that he was hopeless and powerless to control his urge or obsession. This idea of being powerless operated as a powerful suggestion to his subconscious mind and aggravated his weakness, making his life a succession of failures. I taught him to harmonize the functions of the conscious and subconscious mind. When these two cooperate, the idea or desire implanted in the subconscious mind is realized. 
His reasoning mind agreed that if the old habit, path, or track had carried him into trouble, he could consciously form a new path to freedom, sobriety, and peace of mind. He knew that his destructive habit was automatic, but since it was acquired through his conscious choice, he realized that if he had been conditioned negatively, he also could be conditioned positively. Did you guys get that? He knew that his destructive habit was automatic, but since it was acquired, you guys hear that? It was acquired through his conscious choice. He realized that if he had been conditioned negatively, he could also be conditioned positively. And this this is true for all of us. We have all been conditioned negatively at some point, whether it's at home with your parents, at school with a teacher. Uh, My niece comes home every day and tells me about a teacher that tells her, tells the entire class how terribly they're going to do in high school, how they won't amount to anything. And every day I tell her, let me contact this lady because you are doing your, to me, being a teacher is a calling. And if you are not called to teach, you should not be a teacher because what she is doing is impressing upon these children's minds every single day that they will not amount to anything. And this is terrible. So I have to reinforce to my niece that she is everything in life and she can do anything that she puts her mind to. And I have had to do this every day. Thank God that this girl, my niece, but doesn't believe this teacher and only believes the people that she loves. Because had she not, had she believed this teacher, she would not have gotten all A's this semester. And similarly, what if we reinforced what the teacher said? What what would what would her life be like if we have reinforced that? Watch what you are reinforcing to your children. And, and before I even say that, ask your t- children about what their teachers are telling them daily. Because while you guys have your children and they are your children, these teachers have their minds for eight hours a day. Guys, sit down and talk to your children and find out what ideas the ch- these teachers are impressing upon your children's minds. Now, let's see what we are. As a result, he ceased thinking of the fact that he was powerless to overcome the habit. Moreover, he understood clearly that there was no obstacle to his healing other than his own thought. Therefore, there was no occasion for great mental effort or mental coercion. I know I keep stopping, but I want you guys to hear this. He realized that there was no obstacle to his healing other than his own thought. Our thoughts create our lives. And this is why I I, I did that podcast on our dominant thoughts. What are your dominant thoughts in your mind? Go back and, and listen to that podcast if you if you have it. It is something that we all need to, to to figure out what our dominant thoughts are because they really are creating our lives. 
Therefore, there was no occasion for great mental effort or mental coercion. The power of his mental picture. This man acquired a practice of relaxing his body and getting into a a relaxed, drowsy, meditative state. Then he filled his mind with the picture of the desired end, knowing his subconscious mind could bring it about the easiest way. He imagined his daughter congratulating him on his freedom and saying to him, Daddy, it's wonderful to have you home. He had lost his family through drink. He was not allowed to visit them and his wife would not speak to him. Regularly, systematically, he used to sit down and meditate in the way outlined. When his attention wandered, he made it a habit to immediately recall the mental picture of his daughter with her smile and the scene of his home enlivened by his cheerful voice. All this brought about a reconditioning of his mind. It was a gradual process. And and I, I want you guys to get that part. It is a gradual process. You did not come to believe the negative thoughts that you have overnight. That also was a gradual process. So this conditioning your mind to believe positively is also a gradual process. So I want you guys, this is why to me affirmations are key. Because these are words that you memorize and you can say to yourself all day long. No one even has to know that you're doing it because you can repeat it in your mind. Repetition is key. Get affirmations that go along with the life that you want and start memorizing and repeating these affirmations all day long. It was a gradual process. He kept it up. He persevered knowing that sooner or later he would establish a new habit pattern in his subconscious mind. I told that told uh, I'm sorry, I told him that he could liken his conscious mind to a camera, that his subconscious mind was a sensitive plate on which he registered and impressed the picture. This made a profound impression on him, and his whole aim was to, infer- to firmly impress the picture on his mind and develop it there. Films are developed in the dark. Likewise, mental pictures are developed in the dark room of the subconscious mind. Focused attention. Realizing that his conscious mind was simply a camera, he used no effort. There was no mental struggle. struggle. He quietly adjusted his thoughts and focused his attention on the scene before him until he gradually became identified with the picture. He became absorbed in the mental atmosphere, repeating the mental movie frequently. There was no room for doubt that a healing would follow. When there was any temptation to drink, excuse me, he would drink his, I'm sorry, he would switch his imagination from any reveries of drinking bouts to the feeling of being at home with his family. He was successful because he confidently expected to experience the picture he was developing in his mind. Today, he is a president of a multi-million dollar uh, company and is radiantly happy. He said a jinx was following him. Mr. Block said that he had been making an annual income of $20,000, but for the past three months, all doors seemed to jam tightly. He brought clients up to the point where they were about to sign on the dotted line, and then at the 11th hour, the door closed. He added that perhaps the jinx was following him. 
In discussing the matter with Mr. Block, I discovered that three months previously, he had become very irritated, annoyed, and resentful toward a dentist who, after he had promised to sign a contract, had withdrawn at the last minute. He began to live in the unconscious fear that other clients would do the same, thereby setting up a history of frustration, hostility, and obstacles. He gradually built up his up in his mind a belief in obstruction and last-minute cancellations until a vicious cycle had been established. What I fear most has come upon me, Mr. Block realized, that the, Mr. Block realized that the trouble was in his own mind and that it was essential to change his mental attitude. His run of so-called misfortune was broken in the following way. I realize I am one with the infinite intelligence of my mind, of my subconscious mind, which knows no obstacle, difficulty, or delay. I live in the joyous expectancy of the best. My deeper mind responds to my thoughts. I know that the work of the infinite power of my subconscious cannot be hindered. Infinite intelligence always finishes successfully whatever it begins. Creative wisdom works through me, bringing all my plans and purposes to completion. Whatever I start, I bring to a successful conclusion. My aim in life is to give wonderful service, and all those whom I contact are blessed by what I have to offer. All my work comes to all fruition in divine order. He repeated this prayer every morning before going to call on his customers, and he also prayed each night prior to sleep. In a short time, he had established a new pattern in his subconscious mind, and he was back in his old accustomed stride as a successful salesman. How much do you want what you want? A young man asked Socrates how he could get wisdom. Socrates replied, come with me. He took the lad to a river, pushed the boy's head under the water, held it there until the boy was gasping gasping for air, then relaxed and released his head. When the boy regained his composure, he asked, what did you desire most when you were underwater? I wanted air, said the boy. Socrates said to him, when you want wisdom as much as you wanted air, when you were immersed in the water, you will receive it. Likewise, when you really have an intense desire to overcome any block in your life and you come to a clear-cut decision that there is a way out and that is the course you wish to follow, then victory and triumph are assured. If you really want peace of mind and inner calm, you will get it regardless of how unjustly you have been treated or uh, how unfair the boss has been or what a mean scoundrel someone has proved to be. All this makes no difference to you when you awaken to your mental and spiritual powers. You know what you want and you will definitely refuse to let the thieves, your thoughts of hatred, anger, hostility, and ill ill will rob you of peace, harmony, health, and happiness. You cease to become upset by people, conditions, news, and events by identifying your thoughts immediately with your aim in life. Your aim is peace, health, inspiration, harmony, and abundance. Feel a river of peace flowing through you through you now. Your thought is the Im- immaterial and invisible power, and you choose to let it bless, inspire, and give you peace. Why he could not be healed. 
This is a case history of a married man with four children who was supporting and secretly living with another woman during his business trips. He was ill, nervous, irritable, and cantankerous, and he could not sleep without drugs. The doctor's medicine failed to bring him bring down his high blood pressure of over 200. He had pains in numerous organs of his body, which doctors could not diagnose or relieve. To make matters worse, he was drinking heavily. The cause of all this was a deep unconscious sense of guilt. He had violated the marriage vows and this troubled him. The religious creed was brought up on he was brought up on was deeply lodged in his subconscious mind and he drank excessively to heal the wound of guilt. Some invalids take morphine and codeine for severe pains. He was taking alcohol for the pain or wound in his mind. It was the old story of adding fuel to the fire. The explanation and the cure. He listened to the explanation of how his mind worked. He faced his problem, looked at it, and gave up his dual role. He knew that his drinking was an unconscious attempt to escape. The hidden cause lodged in his subconscious mind had to be eradicated. Then the healing would follow. He began to impress his subconscious mind three or four times a day by using the following prayer. My mind is full of peace, poise, balance, and equilibrium. The infinite lies stretched in smiling repose within me. I am not afraid of anything in the past, the present, or the future. The infinite intelligence of my subconscious mind leads, guides, and directs me in all ways. I now meet every situation with faith, poise, calmness, and confidence. I am now completely free from the habit. My mind is full of inner peace, freedom, and joy. I forgive myself, then I am forgiven. Peace, sobriety, and confidence reign supreme in my mind. He repeated this prayer frequently as outlined, being fully aware of what he was doing and why he was doing it. Knowing what he was doing gave him the necessary faith and confidence. I explained to him that he spoke these statements out loud, slowly, lovingly, and meaningfully. They would gradually sink down into his subconscious mind. Like seeds, they would grow after their kind. These truths on which he concentrated went in through his e- his eyes, his ears heard the sound, and the healing vibrations of these words reached his subconscious mind and obliterated all the negative mental patterns which caused all the trouble. Light dispels darkness. The constructive thought destroys the negative thought. He became a transformed man within a month, refusing to admit it. If you are an alcoholic or a drug addict, admit it. Do not dodge the issue. Many people remain alcoholics because they refuse to admit it. Your disease is an instability and interfere. You are refusing to face life, and so you try to escape your responsibilities through the bottle. As an alcoholic, you have no free will. Although you think you have, you, and you may even boast about your willpower. If you are a habitual drunkard and say bravely, I will not touch it anymore, you have no power to make this assertion come true because you do not know where to locate the power. You are living in a psychological prison of your own making, and you are bound by your beliefs, opinions, training, and environmental influences. 
Like most people, you are a creature of habit. You are conditioned to react the way you do. Building in the idea of freedom. You can build the idea of freedom and peace of mind into your mentality so that it reaches your subconscious depths. The latter began, I'm sorry, the latter being all powerful will free you from all desire for alcohol. Then you will have the new understanding of how your mind works and you can truly back up your statement and prove the truth to yourself. I'm thinking you can also do this for people who are have other addictions more than alcohol and drugs. I think back then those were just kind of the prevalent ones, but today as we can see in America, it's a lot of people that are addicted to food. So, um I and and maybe not even just food, but like fast food and you know, things like that and just kind of unhealthy foods. So, um, you know, addicted to laziness, you know. So, I think that this is something that you can also do to for other addictions as well. 51% healed. If you have a keen desire to free yourself from any destructive habit, you are 51% healed already. When you have a greater desire to give up the bad habit than to continue it, you will not experience too much difficulty in gaining complete freedom. Whatever thought you anchor the mind upon, the latter magnifies. Hmm. Whatever thought you anchor the mind upon, the latter magnifies. If you engage the mind on the concept of freedom, freedom from the habit, and peace of mind, and if you keep it focused on this new direction of attention, you generate feelings and emotions which gradually emotionalize the concept of freedom and peace. Whatever idea you emotionalize is accepted by your subconscious and brought to pass. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just rereading that in my mind. Whatever idea you emotionalize is accepted by your subconscious and brought to pass. That's pretty deep. The law of substitution. Realize that something good can come out of your suffering. You have not suffered in vain. However, it is foolish to continue to suffer. If you continue as an alcoholic, it will bring about mental and physical deterioration and decay. Realize that the power in your subconscious is backing you up. Even though you may be seized with melancholia. Is that even a word? Hold hold on. You know I have to stop and see. Yeah, mm -hmm, it is a word. I'm sorry, I know, I know melancholy is a word, but melancholia, I, you know me, these words from back in the day. <laughs> Even though you may be seized with melancholia, you should begin to imagine the joy of freedom that is in store for you. This is the law of substitution. Your imagination took you to the bottle. Let it take you now to freedom and peace of mind. You will suffer a little bit, but it is for a constructive purpose. You will bear it like a mother in the pangs of childbirth, and you will likewise bring forth a child of the mind. Your subconscious will give birth to sobriety. Cause of alcoholism. The real cause of alcoholism is negative and destructive thinking. For as a man thinketh, so is he. The alcoholic has a deep sense of inferiority, inadequacy, defeat, and frustration, usually accompanied by a deep inner hostility. 
He has countless alibis as to his reason for drinking, but the sole reason is in his thought life. Three magic steps. The first step, get still, quiet the wheels of the mind, enter into a sleepy, drowsy state. In this relaxed, peaceful, receptive state, you are preparing for the second step. The second step, take a brief phrase which can readily be graven on the memory and repeat it over and over as a lullaby. Use the phrase, sobriety and peace. And, and, and this is just his suggestion of a phrase. This is something you can use your own affirmations with, the ones that resonate with you. So And, and, and again, this is not even something you, I, you can use this before you go to sleep. And, you know, right when you wet, you're waking up and use your affirmation. It doesn't just have to be about overcoming alcoholism or drug addiction. You can use it for any aspect in your life. Like I told you, I will be using this for my 2022 weight loss. I will. I'm still looking for my um, affirmation, but I will get it in the next few days. I am confident. So, sobriety and peace of mind are mine now, and I give thanks. So that is that's basically all he's saying to do. If you're if you're a person that's struggling with alcohol addiction or drug addiction or as me weight addiction or uh, eating addiction right here sobriety and peace of mind are mine now and I give thanks I don't know how I will reword this for weight loss give me a few days give me a few days I'll I'll reword it because like I said I don't know in 2020 um not even in 2020 in 2019 um when I was diagnosed with gastritis that in the past two years, I have gained a lot of weight from gastritis, which is crazy because majority of people lose weight. Me, by me having gastritis, um, diagnosed with gastritis in 2019, gastritis is a gastrointestinal disorder. That's number one, which by its name, being a gastrointestinal disorder, I should lose weight, but that's not how it works for me. The year before, I had a hysterectomy in 2018. I had a full hysterectomy. The only thing that I have left is my cervix. So having a full hysterectomy sent me straight into menopause. So having menopause and gastritis, that is the reason why I've gained weight, according to my doctor. Because menopause, um, most women who go into menopause do gain weight because there's something in you that makes you hungry. I don't know, but there's a lion that lives in my stomach and he is always hungry. So it is just a matter of not eating the things that cause me distress in my GI tract. So once you learn what doesn't cause you stress, that's when you get up and go. So for for me this year, I will be, um, I found this book called The Gastritis Healing Book. So I'll be using that um, at least for the first three months. But this right here, to me, because of all the things that happened to me as a child, even as a child, I use food as a healer, as um, a crutch. Food was a best friend. Um, when I, I didn't have anybody on my side as as far as I was concerned as a kid, 
So food made me happy. So it has always been like that since my mother died. So as a result of it being that way, it carried me through adulthood. When, and it became something that I used no matter what, whether I'm happy, sad. It, I know you guys have heard about emotional eaters. Whether you're happy, sad, nothing, whatever happens, food was always it. Like, I've never been a person who did drugs. I don't drink, you know, things like that. I always stayed away from because my grandfather was an alcoholic on my mom's side and my father was a drug addict. So, to me, the propensity for addiction was already there, which is why I stayed away from those things. But... It never dawned on me that food could be an addiction, too. So, as a result of that, um, I think that is the reason why it has become... It's just recently that I have come to the conclusion that food is an addiction for me. I never said that before. I used to always say, oh, I could just stop. But it's, it's not like that when it's ingrained in you since infancy, you know? My mother died when I was eight. I've been doing this since I was eight. So it's not something that I just picked up over time. I'm, I'll be 46 in two months. So that's almost 40 years of doing something and making it a habit in your life. So for me, this definitely will be something that I incorporate. And I, yes, I am waiting to the new year because Christmas is in a few days. Come on, guys. So, um, definitely we'll be incorporating. I'll keep you guys updated on my progress. Um, but I'll definitely be incorporating a lot of these things that I've been reading in this book during my weight loss, um, journey. Okay. To prevent the mind from wandering, repeat it aloud or sketch its pronunciation with the lips and tongue as you say it mentally. This helps it in... This helps its entry into the subconscious mind. Do this for five minutes or more. You will find a deep emotional response. So he's saying in the second step to say it out loud, or if you say it in your mind, like mouth it with your your, uh, lips. That's what he's saying. The third step, just before going to sleep, practice what Joanne von Goethe, German author, used to do. Imagine a friend, a loved one in front of you. Your eyes are closed. You are relaxed and at peace. The loved one or friend is subjectively present and is saying to you, congratulations. You see the smile. You hear the voice. You mentally touch the hand. It is all real and vivid. The word congratulation implies complete freedom. Hear it over and over again until you get the subconscious reaction which satisfies Or what you can do is a close friend or family member that you, um, you know, that you talk to every day, have them say that to you where you're watching them and you repeat that so that you will have that memory stamped in your mind so that when you do this third step, you already have that memory in your mind of them saying to you, congratulations, and you'll be able to pull it easily. I find it works better that way than to conjure up uh, an image that wasn't there before. Especially for those 
who are new to um, visualizing. Keep on keeping on. When fear knocks at the door of your mind or when worry, anxiety, and doubt crosses uh, your mind, behold your vision, your goal. Think of the infinite power within your subconscious mind, which you can generate by your thinking and imagining, and this will give you confidence, power, and courage. Keep on, persevere until the day breaks and the shadows flee away. Thank you guys so much for listening today. What did you guys think of this chapter? I personally thought it was fantastic, um, as I have most of these chapters that we've been reading. And, And again, a lot of things from this chapter I will take with me when it's time to um, start my journey for 2022. Um, To me, 2022 is going to be a fantastic year for me. I hope that you guys agree too. I'm actually even going to do a physical vision board. I haven't done a physical one in about 10 years. Typically, I do vision vision boards that are um, digital. So this time I am going to do a a physical vision board that I'm going to put up on my wall so that when I get up in the morning, I can literally just remind myself of my vision. Um, And each day I'll be able to go forth and do something towards my vision. So anyway, I hope that you guys have learned something from this chapter. It has been very enlightening. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to me talk about subjects that I love. I appreciate your time. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to me on YouTube at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in my description box for the link to paid surveys, manifesting merchandise, and much more.